1: AFC West being built into a juggernaut division in the NFL. It's going to be hard fought. Let's preview some of those teams, players in camp, getting into the AFC West as we approach rapidly the 2022 NFL season. Coming up right now on Peacock and Williams.
2: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at DD e. Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the On Podcast Network. We're uh, having a great time here as we finish up the offseason and the on season is upon us with teams reporting to camp. We're going to have a ton of storylines as we continue to... Uh, Do these divisional previews and remind ourselves what these teams were in 2021, what they could be in 2022. And we're at the AFC West now, and there's a good chance the Super Bowl champion this year is coming out of this division. It's the it's the best division in the NFL. I think they're going to beat up on each other a little bit. Uh, And Matt, let's just start alphabetically here with the Denver Broncos, the team that might have improved the most maybe in the NFL from a wins and losses perspective, just because of what they did at the quarterback position and what's already on the roster before that with a seven and 10 team last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, very interesting team, extremely interesting division, super competitive, all sorts of talent, all sorts of storylines, quarterbacks, pass rushers galore all of a sudden in this, this division and Denver's super interesting in that, you know, not just Wilson, but there's a coaching change too. And, It's been a really remarkable run of bad quarterbacks since Peyton Manning. I mean, there's some names there you forget, the Osweilers of the world and those type of dudes. So just bringing in Wilson from a leadership, a resume standpoint, let alone what he's going to do on the field, I think has a chance to really, really bear fruit. You know, that side of the ball is the more interesting of the two. And this was a really good defense last year. I mean, uh, only the Bills and Patriots gave up more points per, or gave up fewer points per game than Denver last year. And we were talking about this a week or two ago with, I think it was a Twitter Tuesday, people were talking about coaching upgrades. I understand that there's, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is promising. This isn't a knock on him. But I think losing Vic Fangio and doing very little to help your defense isn't going to keep this a top unit.
1: It's yeah. Uh, the coaching changes could be hugely impactful and, yeah. and maybe not. I, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, we just don't know. So we, we don't mm-hmm. know exactly right. what the schemes are going to look like on offense and defense. We know what the, the schemes are, quote unquote, but how that's going to come together. We don't know. Does does the gain from going from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson is some of that negated? by just, you know, first year head coach and just by some growing right. pains with, with a, a new, a new regime in town there. And is, are the schemes not like Vic Fangio, like you mentioned, it's a great football coach. I mean, he's out of the league right now. He's going to get, he's taking a year off. He's going to get swooped up very quickly next year as a, as a top defensive coordinator and be paid a lot. And It'll probably get signed, hired by a team, you know, one of those like week 18 hires before the season's even over. Like he's going to be the first guy hired, Vic Fangio. Um, so that's possible the defense does take a step back, even though they've got a ton of talent there. So that's where this team becomes the most interesting. Are they just a powerhouse juggernaut, or are they just moderately better than they were last year? That'll be uh, something that I'm excited to find out in, in 2022. I do have a quick question that pops yeah. into my mind, because when you go back to the 2021 draft, and it was such a good quarterback draft that year, and they passed on Mac Jones, and they passed on Justin Fields. Right. It was the eighth or ninth pick the Broncos had that year, and they went with a cornerback. But now they were able to get there, and maybe that even informed them to like, okay, well, we skipped on quarterback there. We got to go do everything we can to get a quarterback now. So they ended up with Russell Wilson. Are they much better off because they did pass on those quarterbacks because it forced them to go do even more Mm. this offseason at quarterback? And, oh, yeah, they got a stud young corner in Patrick Satan, who we're going to be talking about as, I think, one of the best corners in the league after this year.
0: It looks pretty good. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's some hindsight there. Um, and the fact that Certain is right near the top of the list, if I were drafting corners right now in the league, and there's a lot of good young ones. I mean, I think he's going to be a perennial top five guy, which is really hard to do at that position. So they certainly didn't miss on the pick. You know, so if, if, for example, Carolina, who is in the same boat, I think J.C. Horns would be really good. But if he ends up, you know, washing out, it'll look a lot worse than, oh, but at least we got a Pro Bowl corner. Um, And unlike Carolina, they have Russell Wilson, who's a Hall of Famer, too. So, yeah, I think they're sitting pretty, if you look at just those two years together. You know, I mean, the the two-year rebuild probably went about as well as it possibly could. Um, Quick coaching note, too. Like I said, Fangio is going to – just his absence, I think, will hurt the defense because he's as good as they come. And someone that I know know, reasonably well from his time here, Mike Munchak isn't the offensive line coach anymore either, and – He makes chicken soup out of chicken droppings, you know, so (laughs) two of the best in the league at what they do aren't there, but Wilson is, you know, and again, I'm not selling Hackett short. He might be tremendous. He's just an unknown. And then my last little nugget here is uh, they ran the ball a a very high percentage of the time last year. And, you know, obviously Wilson's time in Seattle was run heavier than people would have liked, didn't run as many plays. From what I've been told, and you know, just inferring, it sounds like Hackett is catering this offense to Wilson, which I would imagine means a lot more passing.
1: I would think so. Then, yeah. and it's funny because Wilson hasn't been that level of, you know, the Russell Wilson we've come to expect for about a year and a half. Right. But the Russell Wilson Cook first half of the season in twenty twenty, I guess it was MVP level stuff. Cooking, throwing a lot. Yeah. Could they get that? And and harness that and maybe plug that in with you know so many weapons there, three-headed monster receivers, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, um and and keep that going for a full season. That's what you're hoping you're getting with Russell Wilson. But if you get the Russell Wilson we've seen the last year and a half, and you know, a little bit banged up last year, you know, so there's there's plenty of reasons why he wasn't playing at as high of a level, um, then you know it it could go the other way, but it's gotta be exciting for. Everybody in Denver to have that quarterback and, and what could be. And then you look at the d- defensive side of the ball. I do get a little bit worried. You know, there's no, and they didn't have uh, Von Miller for the second half of last year either, but Von Miller replaced by randy gregory bradley chubb is he ever going to be that guy we thought he was going to be coming out of college you know so um that's good not great right and that's and he's got to be on the field to even be good Mm -hmm. so that's that's a big question for me is the front seven i like what's going on in the back end there um but they gotta get some pressure on on some of these amazing quarterbacks in the division
0: yeah 100 percent agree and i'm not saying they're gonna fall off a cliff on defense i mean they still have certain and justin simmons and chubb and you know, some other dudes, but I just think schematically Fangio gave them advantage that they probably don't still have. And, you know, I love the Wilson move, but it's been 18 months since he was a star, you know? I mean, we know the league passes people by very quickly. I mean, uh, by all accounts, he's been tremendous in these camps and things, but you'd expect that. I'd be, I'd be worried if I didn't hear such things.
1: Looking at the breakout stars potentially on this roster, who you watching closely in camp, got to be running back usage, right? We talked with Dwayne McFarlane last week, a pro football focus, and how much of a stud Javante Williams could be if he owns the backfield. But they brought back Melvin Gordon, so that's going to cut into a little bit of that. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at running back usage. Who's taking the first reps? Does Melvin Gordon walk out there as the veteran taking the first reps in camp?
0: Yeah, I think Williams is going to be a superstar. And from just from a fantasy standpoint, I'm actually a little happy that Gordon resigned because I think you can get Williams cheaper than you should right now where mm-hmm. I think this staff, I mean, again, new staff, and I'm guessing, comes in and looks at these two and says, oh, Javante's one, Gordon's two. You know, just Javante's too good a player not to get the the lion's share here for me. Um, a, a breakout guy for me is Albert O. I think Fant leaving was on purpose to pave the way for him. Um, I know he's fighting an injury, but the the receiver no one talks about on this team anymore is K.J. Hamler. Uh, I, I still think that I still have hope for him. And Draymond Jones is a defensive lineman here that is a lot better than people realize, too. He's just a name I want people to know that is a, a real up and comer.
1: And they did add more to that defensive line as well. D.J. Jones actually got quite a bit of money to be that yeah. sort of, you know, run stuffing interior defensive lineman. Um he played a lot of that one technique nose tackle for the 49ers, and he's really good at it and really disruptive and, and a penetrating type of a player. And they paid him a lot more than I expected. To, an interior defensive lineman that's more of a two-down guy in DJ Jones to get. And then they drafted Nick Benito, sort of mm, speed yeah. edge rusher, in the second round, too, coming off the edge. So there's there's an opportunity for a really nice defensive front there, maybe if it doesn't have the star power of Von Miller anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think they're a pretty quality roster.
1: Linebacker? Jonas Griffith, who was a uh, undrafted free agent a couple years ago, Josie Jewell, the fourth rounder a couple years ago, so that would be you know, that would oh, be I the can... one area on defense as well. You know, um, Malik Reed uh, is a guy that, that was an undrafted free agent that's that's given them some some pressure off the edge. So I don't know. It's, it's a it's a it's a it's an odd team. But the uh, it's going to be carried by their secondary on defense and their quarterback on offense. But, man, so much talent on offense that th- th- this team's got to be really good. I, th- this is going to be a really good football team. Maybe it's a couple takes a couple weeks, but it's not going to take a full season, I think, even though they've got a new coach and a new quarterback in town.
0: No, I, I have high hopes for this team. I mean, I don't think I'd put them as a Tier 1 NFL team, but they would probably be a Tier 2. Like, I mean, we'll get to the Chiefs and the Chargers. I, I think they're still probably slightly above – you know, Ooh. Denver and I think Buffalo is as well. Maybe the Rams, Tampa, those type of teams. But they're going to be a blast to watch and, and maybe the most interesting team in the league right now.
1: Okay. So maybe uh, some tier one teams if the Denver Broncos are not. A little disrespect on the way out the door on the Denver Broncos here. Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's move forward in this one and uh, talk about our friends at Bet Online before we get to the Chargers and Chiefs and the Las Vegas. Raiders, tons of NFL odds already up at Bet Online. the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, not just wagering, but news as well at BetOnline.net. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Of course, NFL, tons of odds. They've got um, sacks. I just saw their, their latest um, opener, opening lines for player sacks this year. Hmm. um if i could find it and i lost it already but um i know that there is some lines for randy gregory's sack numbers that you can bet on right now you can bet on the denver broncos to win the super bowl you can bet on russell wilson to get that mvp if you want you can bet on uh, tons of lines and odds at bet online for the nfl but not just nfl tons of major league baseball all summer long getting into the second half post all-star game there NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, live in game betting, even Vegas casino games as well at Bet Online. So get over to the website today, use the desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming at you every day, it is what we do. Next up on our list of AFC West teams... Is the Kansas City Chiefs? They were twelve and five last year. They won the division. They've owned this division since, uh, actually, since before Patrick Mahomes really was here. Right? They were a playoff team with, uh, with, with Alex with Smith. Al Smith. Yeah. Right. So uh, this is a good football team. They're well coached. Andy Reid. They lost some pieces though. This is a retooling with their star quarterback. And I find it fascinating. And a lot of we're seeing this happen with a lot of teams in the NFL because you 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 start paying your quarterback a crazy amount of money. It's hard to pay everybody else, and we've seen that first big shoe drop there in Las Vegas. Moving on from you know uh, a guy who's t- t- getting into the 30s of his career in Tyreek Hill, they trade him away, and they're adding more, more and more pieces. And it's it's looking like they're trying to get better at throwing the ball short, because teams are trying to take away the deep ball from Patrick Mahomes. So it's it's going to be a new era of uh, of Kansas City Chiefs football this year but I, you can't expect them to be worse, right? So it's like, right, are they right. just a different-looking 12-5 and five team? Do they fall back a game? Are they 11-6 and, and team now? Or did they fall back just enough with these other teams getting better in the division that this is just going to be such a fun race down the stretch, and it's going to be a three-way, a four-way tie at the top at the end of the year?
0: I just think they'll be different. And I kind of want to start with defense. Everyone's talking about offense with the Tyreek trade, of course. And I do think they'll look different there as well. But... I think the defense is really interesting because they had a lot of takeaways, but very few sacks. And the chances of that keeping up, you know, taking the ball away that high is probably slim. They need reinforcements on that side of the ball, and they attacked it. They went and got Justin Reed in free agency. And then they had all those early picks on the first two days of the draft after the Hill trade. And with the exception of Sky Moore, they were all on defense McCaffrey, Karloftis, Chanel, Cook, you know, Josh Williams, you know, so. They added a ton of youth all over the defense, and I think again they're going to play a little different. You know, they—I don't say there was a blueprint, but you know, Pat Mahomes' average depth of target dropped dramatically last year because everyone's, you know, system for playing the Chiefs was I can't just let I can't get beat over the top. I'm going to force Mahomes the nickel and dime me and as great as he is he ha- he showed some immaturity where Brady would just paper cut you to death Mahomes didn't you know and i think they're going to run the football a little bit more cuz the strength of the offense now to me isn't the weapons it's the offensive line Mahomes remains the strength of course and maybe they'll run the ball three or four percentage more you know a little bit more and spread it around as opposed to every team knowing I know where the ball's going. You know, our our checkers are better than yours. Try to stop Kelsey Hill and the homes. Now I think it's, we're just going to take what you give us.
1: It was the most fun part of the arms race in the offseason in the AFC, and specifically the AFC West, to watch teams target defense. Mm-hmm. and not try to outscore the other opponents with their roster moves in the offseason. Every team added to their defensive line. Every team added to their secondary in the, in the division And you saw it with the chiefs too. They said, okay, Russell Wilson's coming. We already got a deal with Herbert Carr in the division. Um, and so we're going to go get Carl Loftus and Trent McDuffie in the first round. Yeah. You know, we'll replace Tyree Hill later with a, with a group of, of people. Basically they went and got Brian cook in the, uh, in the second round as well. Uh, Joshua Williams, the small school corner in the fourth round. So they targeted the defense a ton in this. Trent McDuffie is, is going to be a fun one for me. Is he playing outsiders? Is he playing nickel? Because nickel is pretty darn important in the NFL anyway. But you look at this division, you go against the Raiders, you've got <laughs> Renfro. Um, you know, and, yeah, you got Kenan Renfro Allen. and then maybe Waller you might have to cover, um, moving guys around if they move Devontae Adams around there. So that's pretty important. Uh, Keenan Allen, right, with the Chargers, been one of the sure. best slot receivers in the league for a long time. You know, Jerry Judy or or whoever ends up Hamler. Very different styles of players there that could be in the slot for um, for the, the Denver Broncos, too. So. That
0: might even be Tim Patrick, from what I'm hearing. A big power slot. Okay, so they're that's going possibility, special. Yeah, Some yeah. Special. All right.
1: Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. I think that's a good, yeah, good look for them. Yeah, especially if he ends up being the number three, which he probably will right, be. With right. Judy and, and Cortland Sutton, you leave them on the outside, bringing in a big slot. But, you know, all these teams move guys around so much. Um, Orlando Brown on the franchise tag. Do we know what that's, how that's going to end? Is that, is, is that, have we heard anything with, with camp? And cause I'm a little bit worried about that one. He's a really good player, but they got to get him in camp. I
0: have questions about him to be very honest with you. I, I mean, I know they invested a lot in him. He's a certain type of player. I don't think he's franchise tag worthy, let alone, you know, making him a top five tackle in the league in terms of, you know, what he, what he demands on the open market, that type of thing. But you've invested so much in them. You're in it to win it. Sometimes overpaying makes sense. And I think he'll get paid. And at a minimum, he'll play out this year on the franchise tag and go from there. Um, but I think that could be a contract they regret two or three years from now. I and mean, you know, we might be reading salary cap casualty, Orlando Brown, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, you know, franchise tag, franchise tag. They can do it twice, too. if yeah. the, the season doesn't get that long-term deal done. So that's definitely something to monitor there long-term. And potentially even short term if it if it causes some some problems. Sky Moore in the second round, Juju's. I mean, Sky Moore's the guy I'm gonna be watching in camp. That, that is the, yeah, yeah. the guy to watch in training camp for uh you know potential breakout opportunity. He's not gonna be Tyreek Hill, but he, he's a nice player. Um, but you've got GG Juju Smith Schuster in front of him playing a, a slot role. So mm-hmm. Sky Moore's got to beat out probably Micole Hardman or Valdez Scanling on the outside. To be able to to get a starter's amount of reps there, so there's a lot of bodies, but I have no idea how targets are going to be. Um, And actually, they've they've uh, from from what the reports I've seen, they like Justin Ross too, the undrafted free agent. Yeah, he's
0: kind of sneaky too.
1: Yeah, who's you know had some injury issues is why he fell all the way out of the draft and and didn't work out well. but they've added a lot of players recently, and Josh Gordon's still around on the roster, which I kind of forgot about. So Marquez Valdez-Scanling is unique because he's an outside-only, X-type receiver, downfield type of guy. You know who he is. You know what his role is. The rest of these guys, I'm interested to see how they all filter in. I, mean, I guess Juju Smith-Schuster, you know exactly what he is, too. So, you know, tough guy slot, short target depth, and and that kind of thing. So it's kind of almost Sky Moore versus Michael Hardman, I guess, is is the way to look at this.
0: I think so. I mean, valdez a couple notes, you know, you mentioned Ross. I'm glad you did. I mean, he's been my favorite last pick in rookie dynasty drafts guy. You know, late, you know, no one there you really like. Just throw him on the roster, see what happens. Um, I think Juju – Valdez-Scantling is getting a lot more money than Juju. So that tells you what they think of those two. They're very different types of players. I think my least favorite receiver – is the incumbent Hardman. I, I I, just, he does never really did it for me and I just don't really see it. And I think these moves indicate they don't have a lot of faith in him either.
1: Yeah. And of course, I mean, could Travis Kelsey's target, share go up could he have the best fantasy type season of his career now even though he's on the back end of it because i know you've talked recently about well maybe travis kelsey's not going to be the dude anymore just because of you know age and where he's at but he can still get open and he might see the most targets he's er ever seen
0: again uh, fantasy tight end talk i may regret this to no end it's just his combination of age and even more attention Worries me a little bit, you know, just for overall production at the the end of the day. I may eat those words like crazy because he probably will lead his career in targets. You know, (laughs) he's a superstar player that doesn't look like he's slowing down. I just thought that that he benefited from Tyreek more than the other way around. You know, I think if you ask defensive coordinators across the league, who do they Fear more in the league than Tyree Hill over the last five years. The answer would be zero people. You know that he was the most scary offensive player in the whole league.
1: Twelve wins. Can they? Are they a better team than they were last year? Or are you predicting fewer than twelve wins this year for the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: I think it's probably under, but I would say they're not necessarily a worse team. Like I think the defense will be noticeably better. I think they'll be more well rounded on offense. Getting the 13s tough, though. You know, yeah, I mean, how many are going to win this division? Although Andy Reid owns this division,
1: I'd place it at 11 and a half. Kind of, yeah, you know, it's a good number because they get to 12, but it's hard to predict better than 12 with the competition that's rising in the division with them as well mm-hmm. and in the entire conference.
0: I don't know any breakouts Breakouts for this team. I, I,
1: mean, I mean, I think, I, they, I would, I think so, it's it's kind of the Sky Moore thing. It's like, you. you, you I was just say skip,
0: McDuffie he, and Moore.
1: Yeah, does he jump out as a rookie? Same with McDuffie. Do those guys show up early or are they sort of, um, uh, especially with Sky Moore, they just sort of blocked by other players mm-hmm. during their rookie seasons because a lot of other players on this team are already established.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the young linemen broke out last year. And I just want to mention Nick Bolton's name. He's one of my favorite young linebackers. I thought he was phenomenal as a rookie, which is rare for linebackers. So you people That's don't realize that. Yeah, he's a good a one. Up. He's a good player.
1: And a lot of times the national breakout is, is later than the local breakout. <laughs> exactly. Good yeah, right.
0: You already know Nick Bolton's going to be good. But yeah. But now maybe everyone will catch on, you know.
1: Okay, cool. Let's move on. We've still got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers to cover here in the AFC West. A couple of really fun teams. I love this division so much. Uh, you know what else I love, Matt? What's that? Bill Bars. Uh, yeah, has, yeah. You know, the built bars. I love the, built bars. I love the <laughs> of built bars. My favorite, I like the peanut butter built bars, but there's tons of good flavors. There's the classic built bars that I like, there's the uh, the puffs that I think the Williamson family likes a lot. I know my guy Eric Crocker, the co host of Locked On 49ers, he is all about the puff bars, he loves them so much. The uh, the birthday cake puff is his favorite. Tons of amazing flavors at built.com. And if you're wondering what, what makes built bars so great, it's because they're a protein bar. That makes you feel like you're eating a candy bar, like you're getting something really good. And it's amazing how they're able to keep the calories low, the sugar low in built bars with all that protein. 17 grams of protein in most built bars, only 150, 130 calories in most built bars, four or five grams of sugar in most built bars. It's unbelievable. That combination of high protein, low calorie, low sugar is what you are looking for. And they are all delicious. A lot of built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you really feel like you're getting a treat when you reach for that built bar. Tons of amazing flavors. Uh, Coconut brownie chunk puff is the newest at built.com. Seasonal flavors come in all the time and You can get a mixed box if you're not sure what flavor of Built Bars you want to try first. And best of all, you can get 15% off your order with our promo code. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The Las Vegas Raiders are an interesting team. Um, They went through a really, to put it, uh, nicely just a weird season last year that was that was an odd yeah, ball of a season right. they still came out with a 10 and 7 record which you kind of forget about right because they were the the second place team in the afc west and yeah. they brought in a superstar wide receiver Derek carr's old fresno state teammate in Devonte adams um but i still worry about the defensive side of the ball although they've got an amazing pass rush combo of max crosby and chandler jones so which which side of the football? Do you want to start with first, Matt, with this team?
0: Uh, let's start these. Since you mentioned that, I, I do think Crosby and Jones could be right there with Bosa and Mac. You know who we'll talk about here coming up here in a minute too. I mean, Crosby's better than you think. He broke out long ago. I hope Chandler Jones can remain a, a, a star. We haven't seen him in a little while. A couple things on defense. You know we've talked about this a lot the last couple weeks. By far the least blitz in the league, and. I'm sure that won't be a super high percentage, especially because you have Crosby and Jones. I don't think you'll need to, but very few takeaways. And they took the ball away 15 times all year. So I bet that goes up. It's just one of those things that's bound to kind of get back to the mean. I don't love the defensive talent, but like yards for play, they were pretty good last year. Just um, a couple of things too. Like they – were greatly outscored for the year and still won three more games than they lost. You know, their turnover differential was minus 11, sixth worse in the league, still won three more games than they lost. I mean, is that fluky or are they pretty good at this stuff, but new coach, you know, and you mentioned all the distractions last year, Gruden, rugs on and on and on. And they overcame that. And, you know, I'm talking numbers here, but I think there's some, toughness and some calluses that that grew, especially with Carr as a leader, that I think is really impressive. So we'll see. I I mean, my hunch is when they made the Josh McDaniels hire, it was probably, all right, Josh, we're on the fence here. Should we go all in and trade for an Adams, or should we trade Carr and totally rebuild with a ton of picks? You know, like I thought this offseason could have gone either way for the Raiders.
1: It absolutely could have, yeah. yeah. And they might even rethink that next year if it doesn't go great for them. And, and you love, <laughs> they
0: may really regret it, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, you love Chandler Jones and Max Crosby coming off the edge, right? But if they are going to go, because because we talked about what that scheme was, that's a big scheme change. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. potentially on both sides of the ball here with the new coaching staff. So they're going to go man heavy. It's going to be more of that Patriots style of of defense here with Patrick Graham uh, as defensive coordinator versus what Gus Bradley brought to the to the to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Do they have the, the athletes they need in man coverage on the back end would be my question. And I that I would works, say that, man. I would say that no, they don't, uh, you know, Jonathan yeah, yeah. Abram is not even that type of guy as a strong safety, but, um, you know, even if Trevon Mer- Merig, who they drafted in the second round last year is a nice free safety, you know, rock and Trayvon Mullen and, um, uh, Meek Robertson and uh, you they, know Nate Hobbs and like yeah
0: they're okay. He's you know, going right. to
1: lock guys down in man coverage with that group. So that's the question I have on defense. Love the love the edge, but um, they might have some problems covering guys on this defense. So it it might be a work in progress. They're going to need outscore people. And this like even when you look at Adams and Carr, is it you know Darren Waller and and Hunter Renfro and y- you like all those things, but are they going to outscore the teams in their division? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, does that mean they're better than the Chiefs and Chargers and Broncos, you know, on offense? Maybe. I, I mean, I, I I, think the weaponry can hang hang there, but I do think there are some roster holes. I mean, you mentioned the secondary. Mo Rigg's going to be my breakout guy. I really like him, but the rest of the secondary I have major concerns about. Same with the second-level guys on defense, you know. I mean, Jaron Jaron uh, Jayon Brown and Denzel Perryman are fine, but they're not difference makers. I don't think their de- defensive tackles are particularly good. And then the biggest weakness in the team to me is the offensive line. I mean, I look at Colton Miller and then a bunch of below average starters like this could be right there with like the Bears is the worst team in the league on, on the offensive front.
1: I did really like one of their sneaky draft picks in the third round and Dylan Parham, who's I a too. Yeah. personal player up front that I think could earn a starting job. So, you know, maybe there's a, a, a breakout player that, you know, nobody's going to end up talking about this year because he's an offensive lineman, third rounder, but he could he could be a starting center, maybe a guard. He played offensive tackle in, in college as well. So versatility there, I don't know where he's going to land. And my guess is long-term center just because of his body type. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you yeah, that, that'll be nice. Um, yeah. And Another player I'll be watching in camp. If I had to go breakout, I mean Josh Jacobs is 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 a good player. Kenyon Drake, those are good players, but they've never been the guy. I wonder if Zamir White could make a little noise in that backfield. The the fourth round running back that they drafted this year.
0: I wonder if you noticed I picked him up early in our uh, dynasty rookie draft this year because I, I think know. I think Jacobs is going to be gone. I think Drake is going to be gone. Um, White's a former five star type dude. And you know, if, if Cook wasn't there, maybe he would have got more total usage and got drafted even a little higher. This is more of a fantasy nugget. But my worry when I took White was, I hope Josh McDaniels doesn't turn this into the Patriots' backfield. And there's yeah. Brandon Bolden sitting there, he's right. get all you know, like
1: right, yeah, <laughs> none of them are valuable because they're all just kind of used a little bit and Bolden's taking the, the receiving right usage. And yeah, that could happen. That, that absolutely could happen. Uh, I, I'm not high on the Raiders, to be honest with you. They I, worry I, me. I think it's a good story with Carr and Adams, mm-hmm. but um I, I just I, I think it's gonna take a little while. I think maybe they should have blown it up. Uh, you know,
0: I but. probably would have leaned that direction too. You know, like I I think Chandler Jones and Adams are tremendous players, especially Adams. He might be the best receiver in the league. But two years from now you might look at him and be like we're old and we could have used those first round picks, and our line's a mess, and cars are getting hit left and right. Like, I think this is a risky team build.
1: It's not like the Bears either. Because you know how the Bears, they, they, they blew their thing up and you can wait a couple of years and hope Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore and then maybe go right. Work with and who knows, maybe you end up having <laughs> a Mahomes and
0: Herbert aren't going anywhere. Yeah,
1: you can't you can't outweigh Herbert and Mahomes either. So what do you do if you're the Raiders? You just kind of yeah. got to go for it, I guess. So I, I can see where, where they ended up.
0: And you got to remember the area of the country they play in. I mean, Vegas probably isn't the, the best city for a – two and 15 rebuild and draft picks and, you know, and they just, you know, just build a stadium and let's win some games and and their games are going to be super exciting. I mean, there'll be, I'd love to go to a Raiders games here. You know,
1: I didn't think about this. We got to move on to the chargers. We're not, yeah. but um, I didn't think about this. It was a very un Bill Belichick like move to go get a, a Devonte Adams in the off season for Josh McDaniels. I wonder if he was looking right. at his old team was like, you know what? That kind of sucks. Not having any star receivers. Let's go. Get somebody who can get over. <laughs>
0: It's not like the Randy Moss trade. I mean, I'm pretty certain the Patriots gave a fifth-round pick for Randy Moss. I mean, this is going all in on the top guy. You know, like, he better hit. That's all I'm saying. Like, I love Devontae Adams. Right now, I'd probably say he's the best receiver in football. He better be the best receiver in football, though. Like, when you're already at your ceiling, there's no no more room for progress, you know?
1: And I do like that if teams put a lot of – Focus on him. They have weapons, especially on the in the middle of the field with Waller yeah. and and Renfro to take some pressure off. And so they might actually teams might have to back off and and have people over the middle the field not be able to just you know bracket uh, devontae Adams all day or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it, like for my fantasy receiver ranks, I can promise you, I'll own a lot more shares of Renfro than Adams for where those guys are going in drafts.
1: If the Denver Broncos weren't the most improved team because of adding that quarterback last year. From last year to this year, it might be the Los Angeles Chargers because of what they added to their football team this offseason. The most active team in the free agency trade market. Uh, in the in the winter, in the spring, they were only a nine and eight team last year. So they do have a ways to go to go own this division if if that's the goal. But I think they would have been better even if they ran the whole thing back just with another year of Herbert's development, uh, another year under a head coach, a young head coach's belt. Right. I think they would have been better anyway. And they added a bunch of talent. So this team could be scary. How much better than their nine and eight, eight record do you project them to be this year is the question
0: noticeably you know i mean they were fifth best in the in the league in terms of offensive yards per play and they're basically running it back but they're going to throw in zion johnson who i think is a as plug a play as a rookie as there is in the league and one of my favorite guys is my sneaky tight end that never quite works out but i still take shots on him is gerald everett i think that's an upgrade too so i expect the offense to be even better I expect Herbert to be even better. I expect the head coach Staley to be a better head coach in his second season. Nobody talks about rookie head coaches like they do rookie quarterbacks. You know, like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Fields and those guys get a pass. But being a rookie head coach is just as hard as being a rookie, you know, quarterback. I mean, that's a hard gig. And, no, no. And,
1: and you know. If you're, yeah, so a first time head coach, even if you got the coaching part down it's the administrative stuff and the time right. that takes away. So there's a lot to learn and figure out like how you are, you know, how the setup is on game day when you're deciding things and when the clock is running down and you got to pick a play, are right. you going for it? Are you not like all these things you can just get so much better at going into year two, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. You just understand the pace of the game. It's a different job. I mean, if you're a great coordinator, that's fine, but then you don't have a press conference afterwards, a bunch of microphones in your face and, you know, organizing the whole team and the CEO aspects of it. And everyone harps on Staley, you know, he went for it way too much on fourth down. Well, that's not going to change. I mean, that's a fundamental belief he has. Maybe he'll reel it in a little bit and be a little bit better situationally. But Mm -hmm. he was also kind of unlucky with that. I mean, if he he does the exact same thing, he probably would have a better hit percentage. You know, he kind of got the short end of the stick there. But that's not going to change. And they got the quarterback to do it. They have the O line to do it. The weapons to do it. Fine. Um, their run defense is awful, and that's kind of by design. You know, they're that they are much more pass you know defense worried than they are running the ball, you know, stopping the run. But they go get Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. They're addressing it. Khalil Mack will set the edge. Most of their their additions were on defense.
1: And Bosa's a, a, a power it's player as well player, yeah. as a, a right, right. pass rusher, too. So they'll be able to set the edge just fine. And um, You know, they they drafted Ken Murray a couple of years ago in the first round. So mm-hmm. they've got some, some players to stop the run. I think they'll be better at it. And I think they did improve a little bit last year, just better at run fits. And so, you know, I think that's not as big of a problem as it kind of looked for most of last year and they already and they did address that a little bit as well. So uh, and then obviously got even better on the back end too, adding J.C. Jackson to what they already had. And Asante Samuel, their their uh, second round pick from last year now goes into his sophomore year with, uh, of course, uh, Derwin James and Adderley at safety. So just you, you got to love that combination of players with coverage ability plus pass rush with Mack and Bosa. That's scary for teams, even if they don't improve with run defense.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they got edge and they got secondary and Derwin is the, you know, a star in the middle of the field or wherever you want to use him as a joker or whatever. I'm glad you mentioned the secondary. And I know this isn't a Staley defensive belief, but with the secondary they have, they can put Derwin in the box a little bit more or play a little bit heavier at the line of scrimmage. If they are getting gashed by a really good run team, if they play the Ravens one week or some team like that, or the Browns that really is going to dedicate themselves to running the ball. I really like where this team's at. I mean, the thing is, though, and this goes back almost since this team was created, there's always something missing. You know, Dan Fouts and Phillip Rivers were always close, but the <laughs> special teams was the worst in the league that year, or the defense didn't hold up, or, you know, this team shouldn't have missed the playoffs last year.
1: They were already too good, so that's yeah, why I thought yeah. that they ran it back. They were going to be a better team just anyway, and then they added – some, some so talent much, and, yeah. you know i love the zion johnson pick it's really hard to find someone who's a who's a breakout player i guess you could go to isaiah spiller you know the backup running back to austin eckler what's that backfield gonna look like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely be paying close attention to that one
0: i don't love spiller you know as a prospect i mean part of it's because he tested poorly and i shouldn't hold that against him it's not that big a deal for backs but they've been looking in the mid rounds forever for this guy justin jackson larry roundtree josh kelly I think Spiller at least solves that problem as a true number two complement to Eckler. Gerald Everett's my breakout. I know he's been in the league forever, but I I, I love that
1: guy. The late, late, post-type sleeper.
0: Exactly. There's a good one. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, I actually do have a little bit of question at wide receiver. Uh Joshua Palmer needs to step up and be a, a big yeah. number three for them, right? Because you know what it's going to look like with Mike Williams as the downfield guy. And I think they I like how they they started utilizing him a little bit more. Um, as a as a three-level player than just a, you know, we're going to throw it up deep to, to Mike Williams and let him go get it. Absolutely. Uh, Ian Allen's been that guy that is uncoverable with his two-way go coming out of the slot. So we know what that's going to look like when they go three wide. But who's the other receiver going to be? Is it Joshua Palmer, the third-rounder from last year? I wasn't really big on him, but, you know, Allen's had some uh some injuries throughout his career. Does he slow down? He's in his 30s, right? Mike Williams has had some injuries in his career. They need a guy that that can be legitimate as a threat there. They have DeAndre Carter's more of a return guy. Jalen Guyton, um you know, there's not much there for players that if there's some injuries, who's the guy I'm afraid of that you're going to, you know, torch teams with. So Joshua Palmer, it's a big year for him. I'll be watching him. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, predict him as a, as a breakout because if everyone's healthy, I think he'll be, you know, fourth at best, probably fifth because Eckler and the running backs on the target share list. But they might need him to step up and can he do it. So I'll be watching him in can.
0: Good call. I think I like Palmer coming out of school, bit more than you do by the sounds of it. But I also worry, I mean, I think this is Allen's 10th year in the league. I mean, is it is the step back coming? I think it has to be coming soon. He's a tremendous player, and he's a great route runner, but he wasn't the most explosive guy to begin with. I know they didn't have a second-round pick because of the Khalil Mack trade, so that probably prohibited them from doing this. But I thought they might, you know, if Traylon Burks was there, or you know, I thought they might just roll the dice on a, a big, you know, a lave yeah. falls to him, you know, or something now like he, that. I thought they may have gone receiver right off the bat maybe i thought that'd be same,
1: year. and maybe not even in the first round but i thought there there was an opportunity no. for them to target a receiver in a deep receiver class just to have someone in that they're developing because you draft a guy next year and then maybe you have to wait a year before he's ready too so uh that that was one of the things i think they maybe missed on was to look ahead at wide receiver a little bit more but i'm sure they like joshua palmer a lot more than i do
0: i, I think they do but wouldn't be terrible to have one more
1: Okay, that is the AFC West. I think clearly, I don't even ask the have to ask the question that we both believe, right, Matt? That uh, the Chargers are gonna have a better record than their nine and eight record last year, yes. but. Um, every team in this division can't have a better record, right? Is there enough wins to go around? So it's going to be fun. Love this AFC West team. I love how these teams compete with each other and then tried to go double back with teams getting better at quarterback. Okay, well, let's go get their quarterbacks with pass rushers. <laughs> uh, and it's fascinating to watch these teams, um, you know, have an arms race. And so I can't wait to watch this NFL season. I'm just getting so pumped and teams, you know, showing up at training camp and, and now looking at these matchups and how these teams have actually formed. So fun. And that's, that's why we're able to do this every day, Matt, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Matt and I coming at you every day through training camp. All the biggest stories through the entire season. We've been here through the offseason. Of course, we'll be here with you every day through the regular season and beyond. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.